and welcome to the Cairns Writes Podcast, home of science fiction, fantasy, and horror author Michael Cairns, me. If you like what you hear today, you can find more at cairnswrites.com and download free sci-fi novella, Childhood Dreams. The Mum Awards celebrate the best in mothering from all over the world. But for Rebecca Trafford, they're a reminder of something she'd much rather forget. Award, a horror short story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please let me welcome you to the most prestigious, the most fabulous, the biggest awards ceremony of the year, the Mum Awards. That's right, folks. For the fourth year in a row, the UK is celebrating the hardest job in the world. We have a wonderful lineup of guests for you this evening, including world-famous mum and speaker, one-time first lady Michelle Obama. Founder of the Mums R Us Foundation, Lady Devlin, and live music from the multi-platinum selling country duo, Mother and Daughter. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you your host for this evening, mother of three children, inventor of the mummy sack, and world-class comedian, Genevieve Jansen! I've drunk too much. I always do it, these things, especially when I'm up for an award. My head's pounding and the whiny little shit with the microphone isn't helping. I should have stayed at home, watched it on TV. You always see more from the sofa and I wouldn't have had to fork out for a babysitter. I'm turning red, I can feel it. All the foundation in the world can't save me when I'm up for a golden nappy at the Mum Awards and my kids are being looked after by the 15-year-old from next door. Probably showing them 18-rated movies whilst teaching them how to freebase crack. She doesn't look like a crack user, but there's no telling. Not with kids these days. Why did I ever have them? I remember Rich telling me how wonderful a mum I'd be. I think that's what did it. He tried all the normal arguments. Spouting rubbish about my biological clock. About the natural way of things. About how he'd always dreamt of having kids. About how I'd always gone on about having kids. The last one carried the least weight, what with me spending my entire adult life avoiding them at all costs. But me being a great mum, being something I could be proud of, that was a low trick and no mistake. Worked, though. So they came along, one after the other, and suddenly I'm in love all over again. Half of our friends had to have IVF and all sorts, having spent years pining for the little bundles of snot and poo. But not us. One try, one kid which was lucky considering how little Rich wanted to touch me by the time we separated. He didn't want anything to do with me when we finished. Not a surprise, really, considering what a disappointment I'd been. I scowl into my empty glass, raise it above my head. A practised hand removes it and replaces it with a fresh one. At least the service at this thing is always good. I down half a margarita, cough as politely as I can, and turn to the well-dressed man sitting beside me. They always mix up the tables, make sure you don't sit next to anyone you know. Bugs the crap out of me, but since I could be at home on the sofa, I don't know why I'm whinging. Sorry, I I missed what you said. 
I say, waving my hand vaguely in the direction of the stage, where the man with the high-pitched voice and habit of finishing every sentence like it's a question is bouncing on his toes, grinning inanely. I was saying, you must have been to a few of these. This is my third, and I went to the US version last year, I reply. You picked up an award there, didn't you? He sounds very laid back, but my radar's been going off since he plumped himself down in his pale cream slacks and open collar, twitching hands just a little too large. The lump in his pocket doesn't mean he's pleased to see me. It means there's a tape recorder in there. The organisers claim no journos are allowed into the guest areas, but that's patently rubbish. I play along because I can't be asked to move, and I'm not sure what would happen if I tried to stand up right now. I did. I blush, despite having had this conversation at least a hundred times this year. And what was that for? Could he be any more obvious? I got the Innovative Mother Award, I say. What does it mean to be an innovative mother? He asks, brow creased like he's really interested in the answer. It means I get given free awards and free meals. What does it mean to be a journalist? His face turns red but he's saved from too much embarrassment by the arrival of mother and daughter. They look lovely, sharing happy smiles as they sing some moany dirge about the wonders of sharing the open road with one another. I hold a special place in my heart, a tiny oasis of hatred for cyclists who don't know how to cycle on the road, people who refer to me as a supermum, and country music, and it's at times like this I'm reminded of why. It finishes, thankfully, and I turn back to my new friend, so, you were just telling me how you got in here with that tape recorder. Come off it, Rebecca. Half the people in here are looking for a scoop. Why? Why is it so bad here? I ask. I went to the Brit Awards the other day and no one was digging for dirt. Why are you so interested in it here? Why do you think? He's smiling, incredulous that I can't figure it out for myself. Enlighten me. I slur enlighten then down the rest of my margarita hoist my glass up once more. You're all mothers. There's nothing more personal, more essential than that. When you guys slip up, we're not guys. Apologies. When a mother slips up, says something she shouldn't, it sells papers like a naked shot of the Queen. There's only been one naked shot of the Queen, and we'll nixed it the moment it arrived. But you know what I mean. I think you're evil, at the very least immoral. I'm a journalist, Miss Trafford. I'm just doing my job. Bollocks to your job. Go and find a new one. And get out of here before I call security. His smile stays right where it is before he realises I'm serious. Then he glares, stands, and stomps off like a spoiled brat. Some mums say you can't spoil kids. They're wrong. A half-empty margarita appears before me, which most likely means I've just drunk the other half of it. I stare at it a while, wait for the meaning of life to leap up and hit me in the face. I'm left wanting. It's been six years since he left. Six years since I was plunged into unwanted single motherhood. So now I'm here with the stage blurring before me and an empty bed awaiting at home. Hey, I think that's you. The lady beside me, inventor of the baby ball. All the fun of a hamster ball, but for your baby instead. Even goes downstairs. Just poke me in the ribs. I'm tempted to tell her where to go, but she's pointing at the stage like she's trying to tell me something. I cast my eyes up there, try to make out what's happening. 
A light hits me in the face and the people around me burst out clapping and cheering. I've won. I've bloody won another sodding award. Crap. Getting up is easier than I thought. In fact, as I wind my way between the tables, receiving the smiles and congratulations with a vaguely drunken smile, I realise having a drink was the best thing I could have done. Normally I'd be a bundle of nerves, but instead I'm loose as a goose and rather enjoying it all. The stage steps are trickier, but before I know it I'm up on stage, with the fierce glow of the lights blinding me, and Genevieve Jansen beaming, pumping my hand. Congratulations, Rebecca. We're so happy to have you here again. This must mean so much. She shoves the massive golden nappy into my hands, and I scan the writing at the bottom. Services to Motherhood, awarded to Rebecca Trafford, 2022. Services to Motherhood. What the hell does that mean? It means the world, Genevieve. Everyone in this room knows what it means to be a mother, and that I've helped even one of them to find that journey easier makes me happier than I can say. Not bad for seven margaritas. Or was it eight? Obviously, we just watched a clip about you, so we all know about the incredible easy birth hardware that's eased the pain of millions of women giving birth. I'm guessing most people in here knew about it before they saw the video. She gives a sideways smile to the audience and receives polite laughter in return. But maybe you can tell us what single event you've shared with your own children stands out as the most poignant. Uh, that's a difficult question, Genevieve. The easy birth meant I could stay at home, so I've spent the last 14 years of my life with them. Trying to choose one moment is tough. Sorry, that's not a good answer. But an honest one, and we all appreciate that. Did you always plan to have three children? I open my mouth, close it again. Why did she have to say that thing about honesty? I think three children is the perfect number, I say. Good evasion, Becky, nicely done. Genevieve's smile agrees with me. We'll let you get back to your table in a moment, but I wanted to say just once more how thrilled we all are that you received this award, voted for by everyone in here. I'm sure your kids will be as proud of it, and you, as we all are. Thanks so much, that's really kind. Thanks, everyone. I turn to the audience, though they're mercifully hidden by the lights. Really, this means the world, thank you. I earn more clapping, and, as I stagger off stage, see more than a few standing. For a second, my throat closes up, though I'm not sure whether that's because I'm genuinely touched or because my mind has found its drunken way back to honesty. I get past the problem by drinking more margaritas, then getting a taxi home. I'm working horribly early with a mouth like a desert and a stomach like someone's been stirring rotten fruit inside me, which is pretty much the case. It takes me a few seconds to realise my phone's ringing. I glare at it, think about ignoring it, then check just to see who's crawling. Rich. I groan, rub my head, then pick it up. It's not your turn with the kids till Tuesday. I manage without throwing up. I saw you last night. Practicing stalking again, are you? On TV, getting your award. Thought you were going to say something. What? Why would I say anything? Don't know. Just looks like you might. Don't be stupid, Richard. I'd never do that. 
I can hear the tremor in my voice and hate myself for it. Just make sure you don't. Remember, Becky, three kids is the perfect number. I don't answer. I slip my legs out of bed, stagger to the window. If I part the curtains just so, I can see a sliver of our garden stretching away towards the fields at the end. From here I can see the five tiny graves, unmarked, unremarkable. No one would know they were graves, of course. We couldn't risk that. Same way I couldn't risk saying anything. Prison doesn't worry me, and, despite last night's award, being away from my kids wouldn't be the end of the world either. But I've seen Rich with a knife in one hand and blood on the other. I've seen what he did when I gave him another girl instead of the son he wanted. I've seen it five times before and I never want to see it again. I close the curtains, stare at the phone. I'll see you on Tuesday, I mutter, then press end call before he can reply. It's easier if he doesn't reply. My golden nappy's on the bedside table, but I dump it in the bin before I go down for breakfast. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at cairnsrights.com and come back in a week for the next episode. You can also find me on Pinterest, Facebook, Goodreads and Twitter or email me at michael at cairnsrights.com.